Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. And in three, cool. Two, okay. And uh, doing one. the intro in three, <laughs> yeah. two, one. This week, this, 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 this week. This week, this, 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 this week. This week in Geek. This week in Geek, we talk about Netflix, Overwatch 2, and Pokemon. Hello, hello, everybody. It has been another week in Geek, and we hope you have enjoyed it i guess i don't know where i'm going with these intros anymore but anyway enough of me blabbing kevin how you doing uh, i'm doing okay uh just trying to figure out what what i'm up to honestly uh i've taken a break from uh tiktoks and shorts for until the until the end of the month um mm-hmm. i'm i'm really working on like improving my stream quality instead so I've been trying to figure out where to go. Like YouTube hasn't really been working out that much. It feels kind of kind of dry. So I've been uh, moving my stuff back over to Twitch uh, and also working on a couple of new like stinger transitions that I want to I wanted to play with. So that's exactly what I was. Uh, that's, that's what I was doing this week. Um, other than that, uh, my my parents well my mom signed me my sister and herself up for a gym so uh we're going outside more it's kind of weird uh <laughs> um but yeah uh I, ha- I have to figure out how how stuff works there uh what about you Matt? how's your week how's everything going on your end everything's pretty good um i finally finished the uh the episode that i was working on for for tarot stuff uh it I can't believe it took me like from the beginning of it. Like I, I started looking for people to interview in September and then I finally finished it. I mean, I guess I gave it my last listen today. So September 6th to like now it's that was a month and 20 days. So it took me a little bit longer than I thought it was going to, but at least it's done. Um, I think the longest, the, the hardest part was probably, trying to coordinate all of the interviews with everybody that took a very long time to do but eventually I, I got it done um aside from that it was just like tedium the tedium of like cutting all of the uh the art the interviews and then adding the sound effects and music that just that took a long time it wasn't um difficult or anything it just it was a lot of just finding the right tracks and finding the right clips or, or, and putting them together um what else have i done uh I haven't done anything like Halloween related that much this year, which is upsetting me because I I like Halloween season a lot. Um, I know there's a few Halloween movies that I do need to watch. Like I know Berserk is now on HBO, so I need to watch that soon. Uh, Halloween's on Monday. Did you realize that, Kevin? Yeah, my my mom works in the school system, so they they planned around it. Apparently, they said like uh, mm. what they did is that they made halloween day a staff development day and then tuesday is like a like another day that they take off so like they planned huh. around it it's it's kind of okay. it's kind of big brained interesting 
Um, yeah, I don't have. I think we have a virtual. Um, what's it called? Halloween costume party at work. So I I don't know what I'm gonna do for that. I'm probably gonna like again like last year run to uh the spirit Halloween at the last minute and see if there's anything else I can pick up there. I have my creepy baby doll mask that I could always pull out and put on, which is I like the mask. It's fun. Um, what else have I done? I, I know there's something I'm missing. I have like two basic like default costumes if I ever get invited to parties or something. Um, the the first one is, uh, the the first one is Tanjiro from Demon Slayer. I have oh. like the, I have the cloak, the sword, and like a, like a basic belt that I can pull off. Um, the other one is is a little bit more effed up. Uh, but I can I can be Tadashi Hamada from Big Hero Six, and I oh, go around no. just making fire jokes. Like <laughs> the, oh, the whole day. no, like everything is like yeah, it's lit. <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> but yeah, you just walk around. You get the San Francisco hat. You get a little Baymax, and you just walk around and be like, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> like, wow. Um, I can't find where my SpongeBob mask is, but I mean, last year I was SpongeBob, um, which is it was easy for me to do. I just, if I could find it, I could do it again. But in the absence of that mask, I will probably just do the baby mask thing. Uh, if I ever get abs, what I want to do is I want to do um, one of the psychos from Borderlands. Find somewhere that sells like a really nice mask. Just get orange pants, um, doodle some tattoos on myself, and then there you go. There you're you the go. you're the psycho. Just gotta scream weird, random nonsense. Um, oh yeah, on uh, on Saturday was it Saturday? No, it was Sunday. On Sunday, I um. I went on a date with a girl to get ramen and axe throwing and I hadn't done axe throwing before, which was really fun. Yeah. But we, I got, we both got bullseyes. It nice. took us a couple throws to get used to it. Um, it doesn't stick in the wood a surprising amount of the time. It just like bounces off or it like hits on like the top side of the, uh, the ax. So if yeah. they, if they ever show it in movies, like hitting every time, that's a lie that it doesn't, it doesn't do like even the guy who was teaching us like one or once or twice like it bounced off because like the 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 spin of the axe like hit it so that it wasn't gonna notch the blade into the wood, um, but that was interesting. Um, we are meeting up again on Friday to get waffles and then go go karting, so that was fun. And then um, on Monday I got called to jury duty, but it's federal grand jury stuff, so now. I am going to be having to go to court every Friday for the next six months or so. So hooray. that's going to be fun. And then I want an, another date with another girl after that. So I'm still in my, uh, my man whore phase, I, I guess is what the, uh, or he would call it the manho phase is, is what the, uh, the guy I went to, one of the tarot readings for he's like i'm not telling you to be a little man ho but um <laughs> I'll, I'll let you guys know when those are live so you can listen to him say it to me in real time but yeah i think that's been me for the past week nice i'm <laughs> um, speaking of halloween kevin have you seen like the latest of 
the Halloween memes that's going around this year? Uh, no, I've I've been under a rock for quite a bit. I don't ah, I I don't know too many Halloween memes except for like the ones that are just like always there. So uh huh uh huh. So the big one this year is people are taking like a blank template for like a spirit Halloween costume and then they're making some of their own. Oh um, yeah. There's there's been a, a a couple that have been pretty funny. There was one that's like social media manager that I saw and it's just a skeleton at like a computer with a phone. So <laughs> that was like it's me. They found me. Yeah. Um there's one that's just slut <laughs> and it's just a girl yeah. in a bikini. <laughs> um but apparently Spirit Halloween is aware of this and like there's there's a couple offensive ones that have been out there. Like there's one that's just gay guy and it's a guy with a rainbow flag. And it's people are saying, like, really, Spirit, you really did this? And it's like it Spirit had to come out and say, This is not us. This is a meme. We didn't actually do this. This is photoshopped. Like, no. We didn't. We didn't make this. This is what we're not liable here. But yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's some of them are funny when they're not just being offensive like that. Yeah, I I haven't seen too many of them, but like I do understand, you know, the fake Halloween costume meme where it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, there was there was one. Oh, okay, it, this one was Overwatch related. Uh, it's like, um, <laughs> it just said uh, "scary clown" and it's just Moira. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> And so, like, all of our friends, like, have been calling her clown whenever we see her. We're like, oh, <laughs> not again. DPS clown. Yeah. But, yeah, that's the, that's the bit. I don't, I haven't seen any others this year. And usually there's a, there's a couple good ones around Halloween time. I don't know if I've just also been living under a rock, but this is really the only one that I have seen. Hmm. So I feel a little bit disappointed by the lack of memeing that's happened this year um but moving on kevin how uh how often do you watch the netflix uh every once in a while i think if my if my parents have something that they want to show me i'll, I'll watch it but for the most part uh i i haven't been on the netflix uh okay i i should probably be there for cyberpunk uh edge runners and i still haven't seen that so it's my bad. Don't flame me. I'm I'm trying to. I'll get around to it eventually. I haven't gotten there either, so you're you're not alone in that. Um, Netflix is. There's two things that I wanted to talk about here. They're, I guess they're maybe intertwined, or I can intertwine them. Um, but Netflix has been on a a very downward streak for the. I don't know how long it's been. Maybe about a year. Maybe even more. Uh, but a lot of it has to do with people are are not happy with the continuous price increases. They're not happy with the quality of the content that's being produced. When there is a show that people seem to like, there seems to be this increasing trend of shows that have a lot of popular support to be canceled after maybe one or two seasons. Um, it seems like Netflix has just been taking a more content as opposed to good quality content approach, which is not necessarily what I would consider the best strategy. Like, what was it? Um, I know a lot of people were really looking forward to Cowboy Bebop, and then they just canceled it after the one season. So I never even watched it because there was, I didn't feel like there was a point because there's the story's not going to continue. So 
I could just instead, if I ever wanted to, watch the anime again after, I don't know, it's been like, what, 20 years since I last saw it? Um, but apparently, somehow, Netflix has found a way to staunch that bleeding. A, a lot of it appears to be due to shows like Stranger Things or the Jeffrey Dahmer show that came out that a lot of people were really talking about and a lot of people really did want to see. So instead of losing subscribers in, um, recently in their last quarterly earnings report, um, Netflix reported that they had exceeded their um, their expectations by a million subscribers. So they got 2.4 million subscribers as opposed to they were expecting only 1.4 million. Um, and next year, they're expecting to add 4.5 million new subscribers. Um, so this quarter, this year, um, they were at $1.3 billion in profit, which is down from 1.4 from last year. Um, but revenue was up 6% over last year to $7.9 billion. So currently, Netflix looks like it's going to be on a, a rebuild and rebound for themselves. However... I don't know how long that is going to continue because besides Netflix now adding in this um, this ad-supported tier for $6, which I believe goes live on November 3rd, Netflix is cracking down on password sharing, which we all know that everyone does. Um, so what they're doing is they're going to add in an extra password sharing fee of a couple extra dollars. Reportedly, there's a hundred million Netflix accounts globally that share passwords. So in Netflix's mind, that's a lot of money and a lot of accounts that they're not capitalizing on. But I, considering how many people travel or how many people have like different places that they are, maybe split families or like kids who live in, in, another part of the world or like another city or another state from them like especially when kids go to college and stuff like that like i don't know how they're going to determine when or where or who or how they're going to determine who has to share an account or who has to be like pay for the extra shared account they're also creating an option that allows people to like i guess they can people can retain their Netflix accounts but be kind of kicked off of someone else's plan so that mm. they can keep their their account but now have to pay for it themselves i guess so i mean considering how mad people got when prices started to increase and like now they're just in a recovery phase i don't think people are going to be take too kindly to it when it actually goes live yeah, I I don't I don't think that that like I I understand them being like oh well account sharing is like you know people only paying for like half whatever the subscription thing is but at the same time it's getting more people to view the content and and also like bringing people in to go ahead and watch it in general I mean the the other half of it would be like if we uh i go back to viewing parties like what are we gonna do like one person's gonna host the netflix party everybody else is gonna hop in i mean we already do that on discord but it is it gonna get crazier uh we we don't know 
and I, I mean, I don't think that the password sharing honestly is the problem. I think it's the problem if they haven't recognized it yet is that people are canceling because you raise your prices and because you're canceling the shows that they like. like yeah. If, if I'm watching Netflix because I like the content and you keep canceling the content that I like, why do I pay for Netflix? It's a simple concept that I don't feel like business executives really understand considering the strategies that are, have been coming down from companies like Netflix and, and Warner Brothers where they make all these just insipid decisions and when people don't pay for their services or their products or when people in the public gets angry somehow they're surprised like what do they teach in business school that gets these people to this point i'm very confused yeah it's like if you provide a product that people like people will will buy into it i mean that's it's pretty standard I mean, if anything, like, like, just look at those two shows that, I mean, these articles have quoted as proof, like Stranger Things and the Jeffrey Dahmer show. Like, people continuously go back to Stranger Things, and it's always a hit. Now, if you cancel Stranger Things, why would you act, would you be surprised if people didn't continue to subscribe? If you if you did like the Warner Brothers strategy and like announced that you were coming out with this show that people are hotly anticipating, like the Jeffrey Dahmer um, uh, true crime show, which a lot of people were very much anticipating. One, because people like true crime and two, people like Evan Peters in true crime stuff or, or in creepy stuff. So now if you announced that and you canceled it and people decided not to subscribe to you anymore. Would you act surprised there? Because that seems to be the, that's not the Netflix approach. That's the Warner Brothers approach. And they seem surprised when people are mad at them now. It's like these entertainment companies are being led currently by people who don't understand how people work. It seems like they understand maybe how numbers work or maybe they, they called in a lot of favors to get the jobs that they have now but they don't really know how to run the companies that they've been tasked with running. Yeah. It, it just feels very strange. <laughs> anyway. So moving on to some, some separate kind of drama, um, Kevin, you might have to help me out with this one. You might know, understand a little bit more about this than me. Um, okay. But Bayonetta has been in the news in the video game sphere because of a, a little bit of drama with the voice actors. So um, the original voice actor for Bayonetta, Helena Taylor, originally a couple, I think it was last week. I think we forgot to talk about it last week, um, but she was not returning for Bayonetta 3 because she said that she was only offered $4,000 for her voice acting role. Um and then after, and since she wasn't going to be voicing it, her role was being taken over by um, uh, Jennifer Hale, who we all know has from from Overwatch is playing um, Ash. She also played, uh, um, I can't remember what her name is, but she was the the new Lombax in um, 
the Ratchet and Clank game for the PS5. Um, but she took over the role for this game. Um, and in her in her own statement, um, Jennifer Hale said, with regard to Bayonetta 3, as a longtime member of the voice acting community, I support every actor's right to be paid well and have advocated consistently for this for years. Anyone who knows me or has followed my career will know that I have great respect for my peers and that I am, that I am an advocate for all members of the community. I am under an NDA and I'm not at liberty to speak at this regarding the situation. My reputation speaks for itself. I sincerely ask that everyone keep in mind that this game has been created by an entire team of hardworking, dedicated people, and I hope everyone will come will keep an open mind about what they've created. Finally, I hope that everyone involved may resolve their differences in an amicable and respectful way. With love and respect to you all, Jennifer Hale. Um, that come that came after some people were calling for uh, gamers to boycott the release of Bayonetta 3 because of the controversies surrounding this payment. Um, then it was reported in uh, another article that, in, in, by Bloomberg that um, Platinum Games had initially offered tailors somewhere between three to $4,000 per four-hour recording session, and there were at least five sessions. So in total was reported by Bloomberg that she was at least expecting $15,000 and that according to Platinum Games when Taylor instead asked for a six-figure sum to voice Bayonetta that's when the negotiations broke down and at least looking at that from the surface considering how big Bayonetta is as a franchise now and how much money this game this game and series has probably brought in over the years I don't honestly think that a three-figure salary is too big to ask considering she's voicing your main character um after that taylor wrote a series of tweets after that report came out that said it has come to my attention that some people are calling me a liar and a gold digger i feel the need to defend myself and my reputation in the industry as i posted on part three of my video thread i explained that their first offer was too low that offer was about $10,000 total. Remember, this is a $450 million franchise, not counting merchandise. I then wrote in Japanese to Hideki Kamiya, asking for what I was worth. I thought that as a creative, he would understand. He replied saying how much he valued my contribution to the game and how much the fans wanted me to voice the game. I was then offered an extra $5,000. So I declined to voice the game. Then I heard nothing from them for 11 months. Then they offered me a flat fee to voice some lines for $4,000. Any other lies, such as 4000 for five sessions, are total fabrications. There were not extensive negotiations. I have also been informed of ridiculous fictions, such as I asked for $250,000. I am a team player. I was just asking for a fair living wage with the value that I bring to this game. I was paid a shockingly low total of £3,000 for the first game. A little more for the second. I wanted to voice her. I have drummed up interest in this game ever since I started on Twitter in 2011. So that's currently where it stands. I, I mean, the game is coming out fairly soon. When's the game? When's the release of it? And have I missed anything, Kevin? No, I, I don't. I don't know if we actually have a release date for this game yet. So that's another thing that's like still up in the air. Um. But yeah, this oh, October is 28th. what? 
October twenty eighth. That's it's supposed to. That's that's tomorrow. Yeah, oh. that's Friday. Yeah, you're not gonna get VAs <laughs> for that. You're yeah, you're not getting recast. Oops. Uh, but honestly, I don't think that like, I I think that this is a really bad look for VAs. Um, and not not her complaining about getting a living wage, but like her actually bringing like you know a, a light on the industry and saying like hey we we voice your characters this is like something that your fans expect from you for this game right yeah and for the most part you're just pushing it under the rug again like i can't like as a as a va you could only do so much to like cover what what you can but they're the ones who bring the character to life and the right. fact that you're like shoving all of that under the rug is really bad and like i don't mean this in well like if we want to bring it to another example right like you, we could talk about charles martinet uh for the mm-hmm. super mario movie right like he is not the voice of mario <laughs> and i, I mean he he is the voice of Mario for like everyone for literally everyone who's played any Mario game. That's that's him. Yeah. But the fact that we have to move out the way for Mr. Pratt, uh, it, it sucks because they're the ones who made Mario who he is in the States. He, he's the one who's, you know, his voice is the one that we mostly associate with it. So, it feels really bad. Like, if you're a voice actor, it feels like they can just cast you aside when it comes to to whoever wants to step up and take the role. And it's not good. Uh, not only for the industry, but, like, also for any up-and-coming, like, VAs. Because, like, at this point, if you're not already big and you can, like, make enough money off of something else no one's going to want to take the job or even have like the chance to, you know, financially be stable off of doing these jobs. If they know mm-hmm. that they're going to get undercut every time. Yeah. So it, it makes no sense for, for teams to really, I don't know, butcher this whole process. They, they really do need to appreciate the, the VAs that are, coming in and lending their voice to your characters. It, I, I don't know what it is recently, but I we've been getting a lot of looks into how, I guess, abusive and uncontrolled the, the industry is for producing video games. Like, very recently, we've seen a lot of stories about how burnout has affected a lot of game developers or how people are quitting or how games are delayed because the developers don't want to work because they haven't been allowed to really um, to function as human beings because there's so much crunch. And now looking at this, it's voice actors are not being given their due. Um, It's not a a good look for the video game industry. And I, I don't know why this is still such a huge problem for them. Like, why is this not being regulated or, or anything? But um, at least for 
Heliana Taylor, I I don't know if she'll be able to come back in the future considering how much she's I think it feels like she's burned this bridge, honestly. And if she was only offered being four thousand, that's kind of pathetic. Um, I don't know how much her how how many voice lines she would have in the new game, but also honestly, for a game that again according to her makes 450 million dollars a year not counting merchandise that seems insultingly low yeah and it it just feels weird that like you you would think that games especially franchises would want to take you know the people who who brought them success in the first run and like keep it going you know Right, like, but like you mentioned, people expect that kind of that same quality and that same voice acting. Exactly, and the fact that they're not like really, I guess, acknowledging that or willing to put the money behind it, it's it's really like once again, it's it's really insulting to the to the talent that worked on it, and I I know that the game industry is not you know. It's not a a small industry. It's clearly one of the largest like entertainment industries that we have right now. Oh yeah, it's it's getting it's gotten even bigger than than I think movies even. Yeah. So honestly, I don't see where like where the problem is. If you know that you're gonna get the money back off of the off of the you know the actual product, then. Why are you skimping out on paying your talent? And like, why do the, even if, why do they think that they're going to get away with it? Considering how there is social media and a lot of, there's, there's that platform for voice actors to actually express what's going on. Like, do they not think that they're going to get backlash over it? I think that they, they just think, oh, well, we have enough space or whatever we can we can get away with whatever we whatever we want here but hmm. this this is definitely going to have a negative effect on Bayonetta 3 um i think that if like we'll we'll see how it really turns out later down the line um because of this whole thing i don't think that like i i don't know how many people are going to be behind getting bayonetta when your main va is no longer in there yeah i think it seems like they might have shot themselves in the foot as much as like as as good as jennifer hill is at her job it's like it, it it's a weird replacement and knowing the drama behind this seems yeah like a weird it seems like it's gonna taint the game a little bit for for the longtime fans at least Ready for some more drama, Kevin? Yay. More drama. <laughs> Ready for some more Kanye drama, Kevin? Oh, no. Oh, this guy. <laughs> so, ha- have you heard anything about what he's been doing recently? Uh, I-, I heard of some things. Okay. So, most recently, I don't know if we talked about it on this show, if I talked about it on Mars on Life, 
But recently, Kanye tweeted a lot of very anti-Semitic things, stuff like he was going to go death con three on Jewish people, um, saying things like, oh, if only people knew that I was Jewish, then they would let me say all these things. Um, a couple years ago, he I, I think it was a couple years ago. I don't think this was recent, but in a podcast, he said that since he has this contract with Adidas, he can say any anti-Semitic thing he wants and, and they won't drop him. Um, turns out that was very, very wrong um, because Kanye, again, said his, his death con thing on Twitter about Jewish people, um, which picked up a lot of internet um, attention. Uh, in Los Angeles, there were people standing on a bridge over the freeway putting up signs that said honk if you know Kanye is right about the Jewish people. Um, and a lot of people, of course, were rightly so fairly upset at Kanye, fairly upset at his sponsors for not dropping him. Um, I think Adidas took several days, if if not even just at least a day before they decided that they would drop him. Um, let's see, does it say how long it took? No, but there was there was a significant delay in between Kanye saying what he said and Adidas deciding that they're going to stop carrying his Yeezy products. Um, and in that period of time, I, I saw several people online saying that Adidas's silence on this issue spoke more volumes than anything that they ever could have done about dropping him. So um, they decided to drop him. Even Adidas's own director of trade and marketing said that uh, in his LinkedIn post that drop that Adidas yeah, that Adidas has dropped athletes for using steroids and being difficult to work with, but are unwilling to denounce hate speech. And if your own director of marketing is calling you out publicly on LinkedIn for not immediately dropping out someone who ha has obviously done so much damage with his platform then you as a company have really screwed up um and at one point even the the um there there was a tweet thread that i read that the holocaust museum even offered kanye to come in it's like hey this these things that you're saying are very wrong but like we'll give you a private tour and hopefully we can change your mind about some of the things you said Kanye turned down the invitation and said that like Planned Parenthood is his Holocaust museum because he's going on this crazy tangent thread that um, Planned Parenthood is killing so many black children. It's like is like in improportionate in the in, in complicit in the murder of, of black babies or whatever he said, which caused the Holocaust Museum in Los Angeles to get. A, a flood of anti-Semitic messages, threats, and everything, um, which I think that's what finally prompted Adidas to drop him. And they're going to lose, according to them, I think $250 million for, for dropping him. But it's like, also, you guys took way too long to do that. You should have done that immediately, regardless of, of the cost. Like, is is that $250 million you're going to lose by breaking that partnership with Kanye, is that really worth the public image that you are going to lose now and the people who are no longer going to buy your products and all the, all the boycotts of your products because people 
don't want to be associated with a company that deals with what is essentially is Kanye going neo-Nazi. Yeah, it it did significantly more damage than it it really should have. And if Adidas really answered back, like as soon as possible, I mean, they they probably wouldn't have this level of backlash as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I I personally don't wear Adidas. Uh, I'm gonna say that right now. Uh, sorry uh, if you guys are thinking about sponsoring us. Uh, it's not gonna happen. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, I, I honestly Adidas. I have two pairs. I have a, a I wear Adidas shoes right now because I was gifted them and I bought another pair just as backup. So unfortunately I will be wearing Adidas in the next little bit because it's all the shoes that I have. <laughs> yeah, I, I have this UAs. before the Kanye shut. This is before I, the Kanye shit went down. Yeah. I I personally just have like Under Armour stuff. I that's that's what I've been wearing. Uh but in all honesty, like Especially if your PR people are telling you, like, yo, you got to drop this dude. Like, listen to them. They're the ones who know, like, what you need to do to, like, save face for your company. Like, don't don't be like, oh, but it's Kanye, whatever. Like, no. Like, it's their job to tell you that this isn't working. Mm-hmm. So, listen to them. And so... Besides Adidas, Kanye has lost partnerships with Balenciaga and Gap and, and other luxury fashion, other fashion brands or, or whatever. Um, and Gap. so Kanye used to be a billionaire consider, or considered his wealth into the billions. But with losing this Adidas deal, like the Adidas deal alone accounted for, according to CNN, $1.5 billion of his net worth. Now that he's lost that, he only he's only worth guess how much he's worth now kevin is he worth is he still worth like he's still worth worth a stupid amount of money okay he he's still got the millions because he's still got the music somehow mm-hmm. uh so he's still like uh i i don't i don't know how much he would he would have lost especially considering that you know the adidas deal was kind of a big deal yeah, so it- a 1.3 million what did I say 1.5 billion big <laughs> yeah so how how bad did he shoot himself this time so how much do you think he's he's now worth without that deal not a, I don't think he's a billionaire anymore yeah he's not a, he's no longer a billionaire okay so let's just say like in the hundred let's say like 500 million still He's worth four hundred million dollars. Damn. So, oh Hell. no, poor Kanye. Boo. He's not still. I. He's still worth a stupid amount of money. Um, and even before this, he's like he's been very self conscious about how much people reported he's worth. Um, he when Forbes first reported that he was a billionaire in twenty twenty. Um, he said it's not a billion; it's three point three billion. Since no one at Forbes knows how to count, uh, he claimed that his partnership with Adidas was four point three billion dollars. So he was saying he was worth at seven point or seven billion this year alone, just because of that. But I mean, if Adidas is like saying that it's only one point five billion, I don't know who would 
honestly believe Kanye in this. Um, and you know it's even more ridiculous, Kevin. Mm. So after the fallout with um with Adidas, Kanye showed up unannounced and uninvited to Skechers headquarters. Oh my god. Um, you know who owns Skechers, Kevin? I wonder if it's Adidas. No, it's a Jewish family. Omega oh, Hall, even family, better. Like, Jew, they're like the CEO, like Skechers is a Jewish company, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, and they said Skechers is not considering and has no intention of working with West. We condemn his recent divisive remarks and do not tolerate anti-Semitism or any other form of hate speech. The company would like to again stress that West showed up unannounced and uninvited to Skechers' corporate offices. So. Someone really needs to, to get Kanye under control. I don't know who that would be. I don't know if it's even possible but yeah i i feel like uh mr uh mr j cole's words are slowly starting to click in with a lot more people now uh he had a song called false prophets which just was literally about kanye mm. and like him like losing his way and no longer being kanye the... thinks he's god yeah he, he thought he he's not anymore he's he's fallen for sure and yeah you know he's not he's not getting back up there's no life alert for this kid so no i think he's uh, done too much damage to his own brand at this point yeah so i honestly think that like the people who they who he thought were like behind him are no longer there like there's no way how kanye survives this like and and even if he does like he still has money right but like he, he's gonna live fine wise like but I think yeah I, I i would like to think that he's done but i i honestly i don't know people are i i think he was done the second he rapped scoop did he whoop poopity scoop on lift yourself that that was it like <laughs> i don't know i i my siblings contend that he was a genius for those lyrics i don't because uh, I, I guess the story behind that was, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Kevin, but I think the story behind that was that, uh, was it Drake wanted to use that line? Yes. But then he just, in a, in a total diss to Drake, he's like, oh, you ain't even ready for this this amazing line that I have, and then just... Well, he was supposed to it. give him the beat. Yeah, yeah. Like, he didn't. <laughs> he did it, and then, yeah, it, it's just like... Like I, I understand that part for like the being like I'm st- I can still handle myself, but like yeah, still it's it's like bro, like that was a perfectly good you could have you could have <laughs> went off on him. Like I would have loved to see you know Kanye go off on Drake on that beat, and I would have been yeah. like, okay, I get it now. But you, come on, bro, like Doctor Seuss is writing better than you right <laughs> now. Like that that's sad. I mean, as much as I, I used to love listening to old Kanye, like I used to listen to him a decent bit back in college, but I can't now because he's just gone off the deep end and said these absolutely horrific things. 
And I, I don't know. Like a lot of people are saying, like there you have to be able to separate the uh, the artist from the art. But at this point in Kanye's career, at this point in all the damage he's done and things he said, and again, there is demonstrable damage to the with the things that he said. Like people are showing up on bridges in Los Angeles trying to drum up support for Kanye. They're sending death threats and hate mail to the Holocaust Museum because of things that Kanye has said. So I, I I highly disagree with anybody who says that you have to be able to support the art from the artist, especially when it comes to Kanye. Yeah, like, there, there's no coming back from this, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so now speaking of coming back from things... Um, DC, uh, DC Extended Universe is no longer, I guess, going to be called the DC Extended Universe. I think it's just going to be called the DC Universe, um, because uh, speaking of, I also I saw um, Black Adam on Friday when it came out. Have you seen it, or are you planning on seeing it, Kevin? I I haven't seen it. I kind of want to. I heard that it did pretty well. I thought it it was it was dumb and stupid. But it was so much fun, and like it's it's not it's not a great movie, but it's a very fun and enjoyable movie and very entertaining. I thought it was great. It's what I wanted out of a Black Adam movie. Um, I believe they had to cut it down six times in order to to get it down to a PG thirteen rating because with the amount of kills they originally had, it was getting rated R. So I want to see that cut of the movie. I so like it's fun. like the boys right or like he would be like just straight up probably merkin people you would think like black adam is is a very brutal comic book character he just he does not care he absolutely do- has no qualms about just electrocuting someone to death or just punching the ever-living lights out of them um so that is the cut of the movie that i eventually hope will be released and i, I snyder cut happened why not Black Adam cut? Um, anyway, so reason I'm talking about DC is that um, DC Films is now the the new company created by Warner Brothers to handle all of the DC properties, and they are going to be uh, they are going to be helmed by James Gunn and producer Peter Safran. So they are going to be in charge of um what's it called uh, of DC films. I think as, as soon as Marvel's stuff is done with, with James Gunn, as soon as guardians of the galaxy three is done, I believe his contract is going to be for four years. So people are saying, Oh, that's so short, but I think this might just be a trial run to see if they can, if, if they can really get anywhere. I mean, considering how well James Gunn did with suicide squad, um, the I think one. he's got a good shot. The new one, yeah, not the not the original one. The original one was was meh. It was okay. It was entertaining, but it wasn't a good film. It did not deserve the Oscar that it won. For um, an Oscar? It won an Oscar, yeah. What the for f- for uh makeup. I, oh. <laughs> it, it somehow it beat out Star Trek um okay. for makeup, which is it's it, it's absurd. It's asinine. I've seen like some of them. I didn't finish that star trek movie i wanted to but i just i fell asleep and i i had to return the dvd back to uh the library but 
the makeup of the aliens in that movie was just far and away better than anything that happened in Suicide Squad, the original one, not the new one. Su- there's Suicide Squad and there's the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad is the good one. So, um, but yeah, no, they're they're going to be helming this new direction for DC films. Um, if you haven't heard, Henry Cavill is now officially back playing Superman, which I based on everything that I've read um, surrounding this, like DC initially really didn't want this to happen. They were trying to do a fresh restart and reset. Um, The flash movie flashpoint was supposed to reset everything. I believe that they were just going to go completely with, with Supergirl from there on out that she was going to replace um, Henry Cavill's Superman as like the big, Kryptonian hero for the foreseeable future that has now been scrapped in favor of a new Superman focused um, direction. So Henry Cavill's back. I believe they're working on Man of Steel 2 right now. Um, Now that this has been confirmed in spite of um, Warner Brothers best laid plans. I I know according to The Rock and everything that's been going on, like he was very um, instrumental in making sure that Henry Cavill was still Superman for this. And I know that the rocks plans for the future of black Adam are that they are building up to a couple of fights. I think they want to do several movies of Superman and black Adam fighting against each other, but yeah, that's, that's where that's at now. Um, Walter Hamada, who used to be the head of DC films um, recently left. And I think that's what, that, that kind of coincides with this. Um, but the reason why Walter Hamada was very problematic, at least according to the cast of the Justice League movie, was that, I mean, you, you know about the, all the things that happened with Joss Whedon on uh, Justice League, right, Kevin? Have you heard about that? Not off the top of my head. Okay, so according to like Ray Fisher and some of the other cast, that um, Joss Whedon was an extreme perv an extreme creep um i don't know if you've seen have you seen the the theatrical cut of justice league not the snyder cut nope so there was a scene that was in there where um the flash is like he pushes wonder woman out of the way and they kind of fall onto each other and he like face plants into her boobs right and that was like that was a, a joss whedon scene that he added in um after Zack Snyder had to bow out of the project. Um, and he was very, very adamant that, no, we need this this boob joke scene in there. And he just made a lot of the cast uncomfortable. Um, Walter Hamada knew that he was being a creep and he knew that a lot of the other accusations that went on around the time that these films would be, this film was being made. Um, and he kind of shielded Whedon or, or anybody from any real consequence of anything um so ray fisher and a lot of the cast were not very happy with walter hamada for being essentially essentially upholding the the old hollywood cronyism as ray fisher put it so when he bowed out this is now the new direction that dc's going hopefully it can save dc my worry is that it's going to be too marvel-esque and that it's just going to go follow the same formula of Hey, let's make a a jokey actiony film that doesn't really have much consequence, but you're gonna watch anyway because it's fun and bright and silly, which 
I'm so sick of the Marvel formula at this point. I am so sick of Marvel just making movies that have no consequence. Because you know that they're just going to keep cranking stuff out and not killing anybody off, which... I mean, it happens in superhero stuff all the time because you want these characters to have more movies and you want to see more villains and stuff. But like, I'm so, just so tired of the Disney approach to everything. So my worry is that since James Gunn... I mean, like, The Suicide Squad was a fun kind of Marvel-esque movie. Um, as much as I love Shazam, it, it did follow that in that fun, bright, like, formula... Black Adam was kind of goofy, but more brutal. So I feel like that kind of distinguished it, it from from that and kept it separate. But I hope James Gunn just keeps DC darker, keeps it separate, keeps it grittier, and is not really concerned about making buckets and buckets of money like Kevin Feige is with Disney. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind... Like, like I, I, I get when you want to like cash in on a character for a while, but sometimes you just gotta off somebody, <laughs> make give them stakes. Like there's there's some characters who you still don't understand. Like besides like certain like points just to drive the plot, there's no real stakes. It's like oh he's bad, I'm gonna go beat him up, right? So yeah, I, I feel like. For for example, like in Civil War, right? If they lost somebody, like if somebody died, actually, like one of the main characters died in Civil War, like people would be like, "Oh, okay, this is this is starting to get worse." Like I I get it when they they grounded. I think it was Brody, right? Like he got shot yeah. out of the air, but and they were happened. like, "Yeah, he's like, oh, he got hurt." You're like, no. If he died, died, then you'd be like, okay, this gives Iron Man the right to like, you know, maybe, maybe like return the favor and then so on and so forth. But like, they're not saying that like, you know, we need character deaths, but we need stakes. And yeah, I, I feel like a lot of those movies are missing that. It's it's kind of like why I, I, I liked infinity war because it killed off a bunch of characters and you didn't know who was going to die but then you've got the time travel oh let's save everybody again of i mean you knew it was going to happen that all these characters are going to come back but it made it so much harder for me to appreciate um endgame just because it's like there, there's no reason to care anymore yeah it's like when when you saw endgame you're like oh my like these characters are are done though and then like you knew that they wanted to bring back everybody at some point, but it also gave us the question of like, okay, how are these characters? How does this hodgepodge of characters survive? Right. And I guess like the only casualty of that was black widow because of the whole, you know, uh, the, the way how it unfolded. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's still also iron man too. It, yeah. Y yeah. The big one. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it just feels like there wasn't a lot like other other than like you know the people whose contracts were expiring like what what are you going to get out of it like you just reset everybody mm -hmm. 
I mean, as much as like as much as people shit on Batman v Superman, like it was dark and gritty and enjoyable in a way that like Marvel. I don't think that Marvel movies had have the balls to do. You know, it's like they they are willing to go in that direction that isn't bright and happy and is kind of dark and eerie and like sometimes yeah, kind of think about it. It's it, it, like the Martha scene. Like no one, no one liked. I understand what they were doing. I still think it was stupid, the Martha scene. But like overall, I enjoyed the experience for what it was. And I think the biggest criticism that I got at the time was that it wasn't bright and happy like a Marvel movie. And it's like it's not supposed to be. But Marvel has conditioned everybody that this is what a superhero movie has to be. Which, no, it doesn't. So, eh. I just, I, I hope that this, it doesn't go that direction. It probably will. I think inevitably it's going to have to go that direction because Warner Brothers is still in charge. And every single decision they've made is the wrong one so far. Yeah, they have to do that and add more characters to multiverses. So I guess that's the that's the real that's the real thing that they're after. They should have stopped after LeBron James. That was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, they added LeBron, didn't add Michael Jordan. Okay, I see how it is. Travesty. I know. Speaking of continuing to disappoint people, Kevin, Overwatch. Yeah, let's okay. <laughs> Apparently, in Overwatch, there's currently a a big problem with matchmaking. Um, apparently, like because nobody wants to play support, that it's just it's throwing people into matches like whenever it can find them. It's not like actually making. Let me see if I can find this. As go back to it, but hold on, I lost the story because I clicked something else. Oh, here it would be here. Yeah. So uh, apparently, like especially in competitive, um, matchmaking is doing a horrendous job, according to a lot of people who have played it. Um, the lack of people queuing support is causing the matchmaker to throw supports into any game almost instantly, with little regard to team balance and SR. So it's it's very. I don't know why people don't like to support to play support. I don't mind it. Like, still playing Moira is still fun. Playing Lucio is still fun. I think everybody has always wanted to continue to play DPS because damage, get more kills, and get damage. Kill feed. People are trying at the tanks still, but like, there's only know. one. Yeah, I don't know why people just like, and especially I don't. It's interesting because the uh, the daily rewards doesn't seem to have helped that issue because there's the the daily reward where you uh you queue for flex for at least three matches so and win them so the battle pass doesn't seem to have fixed any of the um the queuing issues which i don't know i don't know what's wrong with that i have not honestly seen that in my matches and when i've played competitive recently i've i've mostly been stuck on support in competitive so maybe that's why i haven't seen it um but i at least with the people i've played it hasn't been a big complaint another complaint that's i think significantly bigger 
is and I don't know if you've seen this, Kevin, but there are when you go to the um the custom modes, and this has been going on for a while, so I don't know why it's only being highlighted now. But there's the uh the mode sexual assault simulator. Have you seen those? Yes, I they're terrible. <laughs> it's I can't believe that that's actually a thing. Um, but it's been going on. Like if you've played Overwatch, guys, you've you've probably seen it. It's they're everywhere. Um, but there's there's a lot of people that have been bringing the attention to it now. There's a YouTuber, not a YouTuber. Uh, there's a Twitter user, Lynn MBE, who said, "Do not let your children play Overwatch." My 12 year old son found custom games within it. One called Sexual Harassment, and one that simulated the female characters being raped. Thankfully, my son realized it was bad, closed the game, and told me. Don't play hashtag Overwatch. And then Lemmy, who if you've ever seen the uh, the short where or the skit where he's like, what's heavier, a kilogram of steel or a kilogram of feathers? And he just doesn't comprehend it. And his poor friends have to explain it to him. Um, Lemmy's a, a great Scottish comedian. I think he's Scottish, but check out his stuff. But aside from that, um, he posted to Twitter, here are some screen grabs I found on Twitter of this Overwatch 2 sexual harassment simulator. Apparently it's been going on since the first game. It would be easier for Blizzard to prevent it, but they're not. This is a game marketed to 12-year-olds. And yeah, I, I don't know why it hasn't been shut down already. Like, it's it's fairly easy to... F if you can have, like, a filter on your, um, your chat, you can filter your custom games. There, there's yeah, got to be sure. a way to do that. I don't understand why it hasn't been done so far. I'm not going to go I'm not going to go into the details of what you have to do because it's absolutely horrific. Um but the mode was attributed to YouTube user Amatsu Hikone um was a who's who created the the mode back in Overwatch 1 um and updated it for Overwatch 2. Um Blizzard said Inappropriate or explicit content has absolutely no place in our game. We immediately removed the user-created game code once made aware of its existence. We are continually working to improve automatic filters to prevent inappropriate user-created content and manually removing any that are not caught by the system. I think that's garbage because I've still continued to see it. Uh, it's It doesn't seem like they're actively doing anything. So... That's another reason why people are pissed off at Blizzard. And I've I've seen them, I've reported them since Overwatch 1. And the fact that like we've been reporting it since Overwatch 1 and it is still continued into Overwatch 2 is another bad look on Blizzard's supposed efforts to be a more inclusive and better moderated game. So that was a lie. Um but moving on to more recent stuff like Kevin, uh Halloween stuff. Overwatch. Yes. yes. How you like it? Oh, spooky. <laughs> it is significantly scarier than the first one. I mean, the first one wasn't scary. It was just... It was just like, yeah, mode. shoot some things, call it a day. But like this, this one, one like, jump there's, there's actual jump scares. And it's a lot harder. It is it's harder. Significantly harder. Like, I used to be able to do like hard mode or, or like expert mode on original Junkenstein. No problem. It was fine. But now I'm like... I'm struggling to do this one on hard mode. But yeah, how's your experience been playing it? 
besides um, that? What are you? What are your overall thoughts? I mean, I think I think that the game is is still pretty solid. Um, the 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 game mode itself is definitely harder. There are a lot more boss fights that like I think they really utilize the map really well. Um, yeah, it used to obviously like in Junkenstein's Revenge, you used to just stand in one part of the map and just shoot things that walked at you. But this one, you're like traversing areas, you're going around places. Uh, Moira's climbing on like rooftops and like doing spooky stuff. Like that's scary. That's scary, good, Banshee lady. So I I thought that they did a really good job with the way how they uh they incorporated the horror elements into it. Um, I'm not a fan of horror, but like this was a very good immersive game mode. I am a fan of horror, and I really like what they did with this. Um, people aren't complaining about Junkenstein's or Wrath of the Bride or Revenge of the Bride. What is it called? I think it's called Wrath of the Bride. I, I'm yeah. Okay, I'm check. I'm mixing it up because like for some reason I'm confusing with uh frankenstein the bride of frankenstein or whatever the the original the movie that inspired this um but the reason why people are upset overall is that there are no free skins for playing junkin or junkenstein this year and that the skins are just a ridiculous amount like it's 20 if you look at how many credits it costs it's 20 dollars to buy a skin now like it's twenty dollars to get the new skins twenty dollars to get like the old skins that we got for free in the last game um and i think the the smallest amount that you can buy is i think from what i last checked it's like thirty thousand credits or three thousand credits which translates to thirty dollars in real life money which is ridiculous like twenty dollars for a skin I would never pay that much for a skin. Yeah, the the price point for the Kiriko skin is kind of ridiculous. And I think that, like, honestly, it could just be, like, easily fixed if they just decided to, you know, actually help out the players for once. Um, and be <laughs> like, oh, well, this... Lot. Yeah, I know, right? Um... It it's quite a bit to ask for already, but also, like, it it just, it just feels weird that like, honestly, that I have to ask for this. Uh, but like, we were we were discussing this um amongst my Discord community about what what this really came down to, and it was uh the the fact that like they're trying to. They're trying to implement the same system that they have in Valorant where if you want something, you pay for it. You you pay for your skins, you get X, Y, and Z. But mm. the thing is, you've conditioned players into already expecting free stuff from playing Overwatch. And that's something that, like, you know, we enjoyed. We play a couple games, we get a loot box, we open it, we have fun, right? We, we get cosmetics. Right. Um, the other half of it, though, was the lawsuit on loot boxes in general yeah yeah they're so, illegal in in some places now so they they actually cannot do that i mean technically they could they could just not sell them 
They could yeah. implement loot boxes, but you don't buy them. You just earn them. Yeah, you, you have to earn the loot boxes. And I feel like that's the same same thing that should have happened in Overwatch 2, where if you really want to go down the same route, you just say, okay, well, it will cost you X, Y, and Z to get a certain skin that you might want. But like still have the same ones where you earn loot boxes and get like voice lines and get, you know, like small basic skins like that. And it could help you, you know, still get people to come in and, and play the game. Um, but honestly, like for, for me and my friends, like we log in one day, we get all the achievements and then we're done. That's, that's honestly mm-hmm. what our overwatch days are like now, just because of the way how this, how, how, uh, you know, the, the company is actually handling themselves right now. It's just, it feels so unnecessarily greedy. Yes. I don't know how Blizzard can possibly defend this decision. Like, people are, are straight up saying, hey, we as a community are not going to buy anything of, of these ridiculously priced skins because Blizzard needs to learn they can't do this. Like, we're not going to stand for it. So that's it for me, Kevin. Now your turn. Let's Pokemon this up. Yes. Uh, let, let's take it from uh, one one video game to another. Uh, so for Pokemon, there's been a couple of updates um, as we slowly approach Scarlet and Violet's release day, which is November 18th. Um, a lot of people are looking forward to the new game because of the way how, you know, Legends Arceus was uh, was received. And they're kind of implementing the same things kind of going into Scarlet and Violet. Uh, but the most important thing that a lot of people are talking about is the new ghost type Pokemon, uh, Gravard. Um, Ooh, it it is type. a dog with a candle on its head. Um, <laughs> they, that's it. The end. Um, no, but. Uh, the thing that they wanted to talk about specifically is they're doing a lot of these like found footage kind of uh, like people going around trying to find Pokemon and giving you guys uh, insight into the new region. And uh, yeah, the, the new Pokemon um, is is a dog with with a candle on its head and buries itself underground um, and, and waits for people to come by and uh, see the candle. Um <laughs> It is just a very basic Pokemon. But the thing about uh, its its lore is that uh, it it attracts people in with the candle and then you play with it. If you play f- with it for too long, it, sub- it sucks out your life soul. And oh, then, that's uh, you, you die. So um, the, the thing that actually ends the, the video is that they end up playing fetch with the graveyard or the graveyard and they, uh, they end up fainting. So... <laughs> That is uh, something that they have to keep in mind when when you have this dog that buries itself underground and just shows a little little light thing. Um, but yeah, that that is the newest Pokemon. Uh, we we don't know any of its other moves. It looks like it has like the bite moves, which are pretty standard. But um, we'll yeah. see what other moves it comes with uh, once we actually start getting into the game, which should be pretty soon. Uh, I mean, November eighteenth, I'll probably end up getting the game. Um, I'm still debating between getting Scarlet or Violet. I know a lot of people are leaning towards Violet because of uh, Viridon and the uh, Cerule, Cerule, Cerule Edge, the uh, 
ghost armor. Um, but I, I don't know. I usually tend to go the opposite way just so I can help people complete their decks. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I'm, I'm the good guy opposite decks guy, but at the same time, uh, it's like, stupid, yeah. but I was thinking it, of going by a Scarlet just cause hot mommy professor. Uh, there you go. That's also another, another good answer. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see what we decide to get, um, moving forward. But yeah, uh, Graveyard, new dog, uh, candle on its head. Uh, don't play with it too long. It will drain your life soul. Um, yeah, let's move on to Pokemon Unite, which is the one that I focus on. Um, Pokemon Unite was supposed to have an update today. Um, supposed to, uh, is the main word. Uh, we were supposed to have Zoroark come in today and have it playable, but apparently the release has been pushed back. Um, we've had a couple of leaks from El Chico Eevee, which is a prominent leaker in the Pokemon Unite community. He's actually like shown us screenshots of certain things, and they were showing us that Zoroark uh, is going to be, once again, gem-locked for a week. Um, but it's also going to have a skin that is attached with it, with the purchase. So you have to buy the skin and the Pokemon, uh, if you do want it a week before. And a lot of people are saying like, oh, that's, that's dumb. Like originally I just want the Pokemon. It shouldn't cost me, you know, about, it shouldn't cost me like 20 bucks to get a Pokemon a week early, uh, and to be forced to buy a, a cosmetic with it. So um, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to wait the week because I'm a good patient <laughs> child and I can wait. Um, so, yeah, we'll wait for Zoroark to come. Uh, we're going to end up figuring out how, how it operates and works. Um, it does have the ability to transform into enemy Pokemon as well. So that's going to be an interesting, uh, an interesting thing if you start seeing more than one enemy Pokemon on your side and being like, Oh, he's here. It's like, uh, mm, maybe not. Uh, so we'll definitely see how it works, um, later on in the game. But, um, the, the main thing that people are saying is it is not, it's not good. One that we still don't have a Halloween event in Pokemon Unite. <laughs> still, um, still you would think it is I the mean, 27th last year, right? Yes, we did. Uh, and it came like, a couple weeks early like the the cool thing about last year is like pokemon unite actually put in the music before they put in the event hmm. so you would open up the game and it would have this halloween spooky like music and you'd be like oh they're doing something uh or something's on the way and then they like did the full rollout of the whole halloween event but it still feels really weird how it's already Wednesday of the week before Halloween, and we still have no event. Um, Technically, it's Thursday. Yeah, it, it sh- we should have this. Um, but the fact that they keep pushing it back, I'm assuming that uh, there either is, one, no Halloween event, or two, uh, they're focusing on trying to release this new Pokemon that they completely forgot about it. Um, a- another thing that a lot of fans are talking about is still... You know, balancing out the competitive scene, and I'm I'm one as well to talk about this. But um, there's still no ban phase. There's like a lot of Pokemon that are busted. We are supposed to also get a patch notes thing that goes along with this. So we'll see if that is going to be the case uh, moving forward. But 
for the most part, we don't see any any new things coming out from uh, Pokemon Unite, and it's kind of kind of scary and not in the good way. <laughs> not scary in the way you want it to be scary. Yeah, yeah not in the Halloween spirit. More of the uh, negligent. I'm falling asleep at the wheel. Kind of kind of way. So yeah, Pokemon Unite needs an update. Uh, things need to happen uh, if you do want to keep your fan base happy. So. Once again, I'm not the one at Pokemon to make these shot calls, but uh, I probably should. Um, okay, uh, let's go from Pokemon to the the new manga update. Um, we'll talk about what came out this week as well as things to look out for next week as well. So um, this week we have uh, Blue Lock 3, which I still need to go out and get. Um, Shangri-La Frontier 2 and the Bakemono Gatari. Uh, yeah, Bakemono Gatari number 16. Uh, the manga, not the light novel. If you guys want the light novels, they're already done. Um, and then a very basic one, uh, X Yakuza and Stray Kitten 1. It's it's about an X Yakuza and a Stray Kitten, if you couldn't tell by the title. Um, <laughs> but yeah, those are the ones that are out this week. If you guys want to go ahead and grab those, uh, check your local bookstore. Uh, highly recommend Barnes & Nobles. Um, for me, I usually I have like specialty shops that I stop by, so... Uh, those are the things I'm going to be keeping up with. Um, next week, though, there's a couple of them that you need to keep in mind. Um, no Longer Human by Osamu, uh, by Osamu Dazai. Uh, not No Longer Human by Junji Ito. This is a different a different one. Um, Junji Ito is very different. Junji Ito is... <laughs> very, very different. Very much of the spirit of Halloween, if you really do want to see those. Um, but yeah, No Longer Human by Osamu comes out uh next week um followed by one punch man number 24 if you guys are collecting that um and then nagatoro 13 which i know some of you guys out there really really like that series i'm i'm not one to enjoy nagatoro but uh if if you guys want that go for it i'm not judging you from the side of the microphone um (laughs) but yeah um definitely a lot to to get um if you're keeping up with your tabs and what exactly you want to get. Um, I know for myself, um, the, I'm going to give you guys some pointers on uh, if you guys are collecting manga or anime related stuff. Um, if you guys are doing manga stuff, I know what I'm doing for like building up towards the holiday season. I've, I've made a list of books that I am for sure getting and then getting a bunch of, I have like a list of books that other people can get me for Christmas if they want to do that instead. So uh, that's an easier way for people to just be like, I I don't know what to get them. I'll look on this list. I'll get them this. It, it should be fine. So <laughs> keeping all that in mind as I uh, build up the library and build up the, uh, the, the shelf and it's, it's looking, it's looking pretty good, but um, most, most of the tips uh, just plan ahead from what you guys want to get. Don't just buy everything that you see in sight. Uh, unless you're crazy and you know exactly what you want. Um, another thing, if we're talking about manga, we're going to go into manga that are soon to end. This is a, this is a big one. Um, you mean if manga you guys... series end? Yes. So um, usually it is on terms with the um, with the actual author. They, they will say like, oh, okay, I want to end it here. Um, sometimes the publication tells them like, hey, you only have X amount of like, volumes left uh and you have to wrap it up here and they will go ahead and do that 
Um, we've, we've had that happen with some series where you're just like, uh, where'd this go? And they just have to finish out this part of it. But uh, one of the longest, one of the longer running uh, manga series is Kaguya-sama Love is War. If you guys like, uh, I guess, school romantic comedy, um, still honestly one of my favorite uh, comedy shows to watch whenever it is on. Um, the manga is set to end in the next two chapters. So a lot of people who are up to date with Kaguya-sama Love is War um, are, are preparing themselves for this, for the end. For me personally, um, I love the anime. I haven't picked up a single volume of the manga yet. Um, I am doing the thing where I will wait till all of them are printed and then try to figure out if anybody is selling them in batch and then try to get them uh, as cheap as possible. But honestly, like these... Like this series is really great. I, I love it. If you guys love like situational comedy uh and like high school romance kind of things, uh Kaguya Sama Love is War is is the way to go. Um it has three seasons of the anime already done. So I personally like the anime just because I get to hear the voices and English dub for this one is amazing. If you guys want mm. if you guys want to hear like the most unhinged voice acting stuff. Uh, this is also a great one to watch in English um, but yeah um, it's sad that it's going to end but I know that the author is currently working on uh, the newest edition uh, like a different story so um, it's good that they're wrapping this up on their own terms and we will be getting the end of Kaguya-sama Love is War pretty soon uh, we'll see how long it takes the anime to catch up but um I, I do think that this is, you know, it, it's been a long running series and the openings for them have been amazing. And yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited to see if I do want to go ahead and pick this up or if I uh, just want to read it uh, from from afar. But honestly, uh, it's it's been a great series. It's been a great run. And uh, it's always sad to say goodbye to like a really good manga. But um, it's also good to know that, you know, the author is ending it on their own terms. Yeah. It's like you don't want you never want something to like overstay its welcome. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Tokyo Revengers. So <laughs> like hey, bro, what, what is going on? But uh yeah, honestly, great series. Watch it. Uh do it. Anime wise, I started actually watching um Madoka Magic. Madoka Magica. Okay, okay. Uh it's, what do you what do you think? I'm on I'm on episode four now. Um, and, and I'm again, I'm watching it because um, one of the girls I'm talking to is like into anime and she's like, hey, you have to watch these anime because they're fantastic. Um, the, the series being, I don't know. Do you count Dragon Prince as an anime? That's more Dragon Prince. I don't it's, it's a Netflix show. I don't think it's technically anime, but it's like. I've heard it's very anime like, hmm. but anyway, so it's. um it's madoka it's uh dorohedoro and um it's dragon prince she didn't like uh what's it called chainsaw man hmm okay well <laughs> the main character is is very dumb <laughs> i i can see why um it the the craziness doesn't happen uh for a little bit but I, I do understand if uh, 
if people are a little bit hesitant to continue through it. Um, it is a tough one to get through, especially like towards the end. So um, I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for all of that to get animated. But um, but yeah, honestly, I think like Chainsaw Man right now is is a really big and popular one. Um, I'm still keeping up with Spy Family. That's the one that I'm watching with my with my mom. Um, and yeah, and the, just just keeping it on on the low for the most part. Yeah, but that's that's been it for for me. Anything else you wanted to add, Kevin? Or are we good for the week? Uh, we are pretty good for the week. I would say, uh, if you guys are trying to find a spooky, uh, like fun manga to kind of start, um, still huge recommendations for Don Da Don. Uh, it is kind of a it is a sixteen plus manga, um, but it is a very well put together like uh manga in general so i i would i would recommend if anybody is looking for something with kind of supernatural spooky elements that might not necessarily be into horror um da da don is the way to go if you are looking for the creepy stuff um ptsd radio is the go-to uh for that one so um i hope everybody can pick up something that they like um and yeah uh we will see you guys when whenever we come back with with more stuff so next week yeah all right guys thank you for tuning into this week in geek we hope you had an enjoyable week and we hope you have a good week next week thank you always for tuning in and we will catch you soon adios next week we bring you the latest news and stories from around the internet Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us and rate us five stars on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also follow us on all social media at TwigPod, that's T-W-I-G-P-O-D. And feel free to send us any questions, comments, or any suggestions of topics you'd like us to cover. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at Believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week in Geek. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.